welcome to the Wellness Wave podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, my dear loveys. Welcome back to the pod. I hope that you are having a beautiful day. It is the first day of November. You know what that means. We are resetting for a new month, a new month, reflecting on the previous month of October and just generally setting intentions for the rest of the year because the new year starts now, you guys. Don't wait until January 1st to be setting those New Year's resolutions. Now is the time to lay down that framework and foundation to set yourself up for success in the new year. So I meant to record this podcast episode yesterday, but life be lifing and it got in the way. And so I did not have time to record. I just felt like the topic of today's podcast would have been particularly appropriate for Halloween. But let's be honest, death is something that a lot of us think about on many more days than just Halloween. So I guess I just kind of gave away what we're talking about here, but you probably saw it on the title anyways, so it's no surprise Um, in today's episode, I want to talk about this topic that has honestly brought me a lot of anxiety throughout my life, as well as many other feelings like overwhelming wonder, frustration, grief, and maybe most powerfully, peace. And what topic is that once again? Death. Death is one of those natural unknowns that binds us all together. And I think it's important to remember when we get into a spiral of comparing ourselves to others or viewing other people from a place of negativity, whether from an emotion of jealousy, anger, irritation, or even disgust. Sorry if you can hear my cats meowing in the background. They're uh, very talkative today. One second. Okay, anyways, if you are viewing people from a place of negativity, again, whether it's jealousy, anger, irritation, or even disgust, we can take a step back and remember that we are all bound by the same general laws of human nature. None of us can escape death unless you decide that you're going to put your brain into a chip or freeze it or whatever. I don't really know how all that works. Um, Won't be me. Couldn't be me. But by letting ourselves get wrapped up into what others are doing to the point that it's taking value away from our existence, we're literally handing away our power on a silver platter, and that's not necessarily the vibe. But before I dive any deeper into this topic, I do want to throw out a little trigger warning because I know death can be a very sensitive topic. It has been for me in the past, and whether you're, you know, you're afraid of it yourself or you're afraid of losing loved ones to death. Plus, a lot of people have very different ideas of what happens after you you leave this earth, this physical plane. So I'm going to be getting a little deep into what I think happens after 
we die keyword is think because let's be honest nobody really knows like the ego doesn't know i think it's more of an intuitive subconscious deeper understanding that we have and as i'll kind of go into later in the episode what works for some people doesn't necessarily work for everybody and I always preach in this show that we create our own realities. So I honestly think it is completely possible that what happens to different people depends on who you are and what you believe. I don't know. That's just where my my mind goes. But also, I want to point out that I'm not in any way romanticizing death here. If you or someone you know is struggling real bad and you're feeling like harming yourself or others or taking your life, please, please know that you are not alone and that there are people out there who want to help you even if you don't realize it. I'm actually going to link a um, suicide hotline number in the description. So if, if you are in need of that resource, please don't be afraid to use it. But hopefully through this episode, I can help you shift your mindset just a little bit and see death as not something that you need to rush towards, but also something that you don't need to fear and run away from and try to avoid. Obviously, from an evolutionary standpoint, we are hardwired to avoid death, but that doesn't mean we should be so afraid of it because it is just a natural part of our existence and the cycle of life. It's the circle of life. Okay, anyways, but I'm also not gonna BS you here. I have felt a lot of fear around not necessarily the idea of death, but just this possibility of dying really young before I feel that I've accomplished what I want to accomplish while I'm here. And I've talked to my therapist about this, and I believe that that stems in this internalized belief that I am not good enough existing just as I am here in this present moment. So that's really a way to get around this fear of death is to come back to the present moment, acknowledge and recognize that we are perfect and complete just as we are existing here. And we don't need to do anything to earn some sort of validation from the universe. So as you can see, a lot of my mental health health challenges are probably direct byproducts of hustle culture and being raised in an educational environment that did not prioritize rest and where it was seen as a victory if you were pulling all-nighters every night to accomplish everything on your to-do list. Not healthy. So in this episode, I want to explore some simple truths about death that can help us reframe our mindsets and let go of some of this fear surrounding this very natural phase of being a human being whether it be the fear of dying ourselves as individuals or the fear of losing loved ones to death. First, let's talk about why we're afraid of death. Probably most obviously, it's just a big ol' unknown, and unknowns can be scary, but they can also be exciting. I don't know. Death transcends where the conscious mind or the ego, the 4D mind, can easily travel. I'm going to do my best with a metaphor here. So, Think of a marking on a piece of paper, two-dimensional, given it were to have a conscious mind. So think of it like a cartoon or something. And there, I'm sure there have been 
episodes and movies like this where a cartoon character is moved from the 2D to the 3D or the 4D plane of existence. And it blows their mind. Like, you can't comprehend it. So it's kind of the same boat here where our conscious mind in this plane of existence cannot comprehend death because death is a more expansive plane, probably a multidimensional plane. At least that's what I think happens. I don't necessarily believe when we die that our unique individual brain goes up to be with a big omnipotent being in the sky. If you do believe that, that is totally fine. What works for you works for you. Once again, I think that what works for some people may not work for others and vice versa. I don't believe that thinking that makes you dumb, ignorant, or even wrong necessarily. Um, I just think spirit and so the subconscious is so complex that we can create our own realities. You may have heard of the molecule DMT. If you have not, I would highly recommend watching DMT, the spirit molecule on Netflix. It's a really fascinating documentary, but many people know DMT just from a recreational psychedelic, you know, drug standpoint. It's um, the main molecule in ayahuasca that causes those really intense psychedelic trips um, that, you know, many people use it as a very spiritual experience. There have been many cases of it helping them get over substance abuse, etc. But while science does not have this proven to a T, there is some strong there's some pretty strong theories that should suggest that the pineal gland, which is one of the endocrine glands, the hormone glands, it's associated with the third eye chakra. And there is a strong theory suggesting that DMT is released by the pineal gland in large amounts during birth and during death. Now, if you or anyone you know has experienced a DMT trip, it is a it's unlike any other experience because people have these really insane out of body, you know, traveling to an alternate dimension type of experiences. And what's super fascinating is if you've heard of people having near death experiences and how they describe it, there is a lot of overlap in those experiences. I may or may not have tried this substance before. I'm not going to dive into that on here because I don't want any family members coming to harass me. I don't know. Maybe at some point we'll we'll dive into those topics a little bit more. But for today, we're just going to stick with what the science and people in the field and then my little philosophical metaphysical brain think on the matter. So I've spent quite a lot of time thinking about death throughout my life. I can remember being a little girl like six or seven years old and sitting and staring at the stars with my dad and being so mind blown thinking about how space is so infinite and how death is supposedly the same way. And it would freak me out sometimes but also amaze me other times in this kind of interesting dichotomy way, which I think death has that effect on a lot of us. So back to this DMT idea. And again, if you have heard people talk about their experiences with DMT or ayahuasca or near-death experiences, they describe this lifetime journey that feels infinite, where time just doesn't even exist. They cannot comprehend it. And that's why I feel like it's this different plane of dimensional reality because 
It's just past time. It's like we can't comprehend being a two-dimensional plane on a piece of paper. And in the same way, those beings and whatever is in a higher dimension can't comprehend being stuck and trapped by linear time. I believe that when we pass on to this next life or whatever you want to call it, the next phase of life, I believe that our energy slash spirit slash higher self, whatever you want to call it, is composted almost and sent back into this overarching energy of the universe. So I see individual people as antennas picking up and drawing in and attracting really whatever frequency they are putting out. So, and that frequency and that energy is coming from this grander overarching energy, Holy Spirit, God, life force, whatever you want to call it. After all, my friends, energy is neither created nor destroyed. Physics one should have taught you that. I think how we choose to live our lives and the work that we do to either harm or help the world and ourselves builds itself into the subconscious over the years. And we see this with trauma being stored in the body. So when we meet our end, I believe the subconscious begins to unravel itself And if you've done a lot of harm in your life and you haven't faced it or taken responsibility, this is revealed to you in the quote-unquote face of death. And this may be what the Christian faith is referring to as hell or as the devil. That's what you're experiencing when you're in this infinite time loop. Meanwhile, if you've lived a life full of gratitude, presence, really taking ownership of your actions and the choices you've made for better or for worse, then this process might be just a bit more fluid and less intense. But either way, I think the experience just feels like a massive release, like the best chiropractic adjustment ever or popping a giant pimple. Like it's going to hurt and be uncomfortable, but it is just this massive like exhale. So yeah, there's a possibility death may be a little uncomfortable because any kind of change is uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it's bad or harmful or even necessarily painful. So when I imagine what death must be like, I like to think of it as this endless exhale that you fall deeper and deeper into. So when you start feeling fears of death creep up, just sit and take some deep big belly breaths, big expansive breaths, and focus on how good it feels to release air from your body. (laughs) You may have heard people poop or pee when they die. So think about how good those sensations are. I mean, we all like to poop, right? Deep breathing will also help you ground back into the present moment. What's pretty cool is that in the ver- this very moment that you are listening to this and having these thoughts, you are alive. You have a heartbeat and can breathe. What an incredible and unimaginable feat. Do you know how many things have to be going right in your body for you to be alive and well and here right now? It's pretty amazing. And I don't think we appreciate that enough as a human species. We really take it for granted, you know, because it's just our reality. It's just our existence. We don't think about like how crazy it is that our bodies are made of water and how our skin literally absorbs sun and we are basically walking plants. I'm just kidding. Not really. But maybe you're alive in this moment, but you aren't feeling super great. Maybe you're stuck in a headspace where you don't necessarily want to take your life, but you just feel so fatigued and run down that it doesn't always feel worth it. And it just, 
you just keep wondering how you're supposed to make it through another several decades of your life. Trust me, I feel that way a lot <laughs> and, I, and I'm making small steps in the right direction every day to feel excited and, and impassioned and invigorated by life. But anyway, it's not the point of this episode, but it's okay to feel this way for a few reasons. One, it's much more in your power than your present awareness may realize to feel better. Simply shifting your focus to this fact can do so much to help you get out of that place that you don't want to be in, that rut. I heard this from Mel Robbins the other day, Queen Mel Robbins, gotta love her, and I've been doing it recently. She talks about first thing every day when you get up in the morning, you go and you look yourself in the mirror and you give yourself a high five in the mirror because the high five is so subconsciously ingrained to be something that is only given and received in a positive manner. Like how often are you going to give somebody a high five when you're like mad at them or when there's some salty animosity? Wait, that's not the right word. Nope. I just looked it up. I was right. Got to just trust myself, Sarah. You know, just real world example, you guys of self-trust. But anyways, by high-fiving yourself and really looking yourself in the eye every morning and telling yourself, I'm here for you we've got this, I believe in you, it really does have an impact. When I first heard her saying it, I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds like it could be cool. I'll try it. Why not? But it's really, it's literally made me cry like several times now and cry in a good way, not in a bad way. Cry. I'm just a very emotional person. (laughs) It just makes you feel so empowered and so strong and like you can do anything. And like you really are being your own cheerleader. You're really supporting yourself. And it's like your higher self and ego are staring at each other in the mirror. It's pretty cool. Highly recommend trying it. And then number two, there is something in your present reality that you can practice gratitude for. I guarantee it. You're, you're listening to this podcast on some sort of device, so there's one thing that you can be grateful for. I'm sure you have a roof over your head if you're listening to this podcast. You probably have food in your fridge. There are a lot of small things that we really take for granted. I'm 1,000% guilty of this myself, but when we shift our focus back onto what really matters and the fact that we're in this present moment and have access to all the things that we need to sustain ourselves and to stay healthy. And even if you're not feeling healthy in this particular moment, you have comfort, you have support. You probably have loved ones in your life. You might have a pet. You have a comfy bed. You have your favorite pair of slippers, your favorite water bottle, your favorite candle is burning. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And what makes you feel grateful is going to look a little bit different than what makes me feel grateful except for the things like food and shelter and water. Also, I don't know how helpful this is, but there is really little value in ruminating over death because all you are granted is the present moment that you are in right now. You can't control or cheat death. It's going to happen to all of us, and that's a good thing. The fact that we die is what gives our lives meaning. It's what makes life a whole. I mean, can you imagine living forever and going through, like, a million COVID-19s because I couldn't. You would literally just become desensitized to it and you'd feel numb to everything and you'd be bored. That doesn't sound like a very fulfilling life to me. So yeah, you can't control death. Sorry to break it to you. (laughs) But what you can control is what conscious thoughts you allow to bubble up in your mind. 
I mentioned earlier that in some cases we associate death with peace and your soul, your energy, higher self, etc., whatever, are not afraid of death. So don't be shy. Go knock on, on your higher self's door. Ask for some help. I'm sure that they will be there for you. You just have to be patient as they come out of hiding if you've kept them locked in a room for too long. I, like I said, associate death with peace on rare occasions when my ego is not shouting and screaming and crying and taking up all of the space in my head. But I don't feel like I just tell myself this to feel better. I really intuitively believe that throughout my being when I do have those feelings. And honestly, the times that I have felt most at peace with death have been when I have lost people that I love or my pet that I love. I, a few episodes ago, talked about grief and relief and these feelings. I'm sure it's very different if you're losing somebody to a tragic accident or really young. Fortunately, the death that I have experienced recently has just been with a person, my grandfather and my dog, who both lived really long lives. And towards the end, they were in a lot of pain and suffering. And they just both went so peacefully. It was so beautiful and so comforting and freeing. Obviously, there was a lot of a lot of emotion surrounding it. There was grief and anguish and sadness and distress and just comforting family members. But again, there was that sense of peace and that sense of relief that was really beautiful and made me feel a lot less scared to die. I said that to several family members a few times because I had been feeling a lot of anxiety around death. And after my grandpa passed away, I just felt like I had this warrior now on the other side protecting me and standing there for me and whether his spirit is actually like, you know, attached to my spirit or whatever, I don't really know about all of that, but I do feel like his energy and his memory has made me stronger and I just feel way less afraid to be alone when I make that transition. I'm about to wrap up this episode, but before I do, I want to share with you something I found on Pinterest. It is from the blog slash website slash shop. I'm not entirely sure what they do um, because like I said, I just saw the pin at slow.com, but S-L-O-W-W dot co, not com, excuse me. Um, and he shares or she shares, they share (laughs) 15 deep insights on death. And I'm just going to walk through this list real quick because I, I really love this one natural death is a natural part of life cycle of development Two, wholeness. The paradox is that death makes life whole three surrender and acceptance, surrender to nature and accept that you just won't get around to some things four just visiting you were just a visitor on earth five length a certain amount of life has already passed and you don't know how much longer you will get six depth due to the unknown length your best bet is to live deeply and fully seven purpose living deeply and fully could simply be called living purposefully eight know thyself have awareness awareness of your essence and know yourself nine art of living awaken the art of living to understand the art of dying and vice versa 10 today a single day is a fractal version of a full lifetime 11 unbusiness 
Busyness is one of the biggest distractions from living. 12. Presence. Life only ever exists in the present moment. 13. Final revelations. Know that some things won't be revealed until the verge of death. I love that one. So good. 14. Beyond death. Contemplate what may happen after death. 15. Overcoming fear. It is possible to truly overcome the fear of death while you are alive. That it is. It is possible to do anything that you set your mind to. I truly believe that we can accomplish and achieve and create any reality that we desire. So with that, I send you forth into the new month with good vibes of no fear. And if there is fear, that is okay. Do it scared. You know, that's the vibe that we go for here. I'm not going to say that I'm not scared a lot. My partner's sitting in the room with me listening to me record this podcast, and he can certainly attest to the fact that I get scared about a lot of things. <laughs> but anyways, point is, we're always taking steps into the, in the right direction, always moving forward, slowly but surely. After all, slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Okay, have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my channel, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Sock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.